Hello, everyone, and as normal, on a Tuesday, we are here for our podcast, Fitness Business Growth. This is episode 11, Six Ways to Improve Retention. As always, I'm here with Mitch. We're going to roll the video and get this thing started. Welcome to the Fitness Business Growth Podcast, a podcast run by gym owners for gym owners. My name is Mitch, and along with Jamie, we are your hosts and we will be discussing all the important things that you need to run a successful fitness business. From marketing, to lead generation, to sales, to retention, to staff, and much, much more. So if you are a fitness business owner, then this is for you. We hope you enjoy the following episode, and we will speak with you soon. Mate, my back. How are you? There it is. Good, mate. Good, mate. What's new in your world? Not much, but this is a bit of a change for us. All we do is post about marketing and sales. We're going to cover retention. And the thing is, mate, people are like, oh, all you ever do is talk about leads and sales. You're the marketing guy. What about retention? And guys, retention is just as important, but it's just not that exciting to talk about. But today, by popular demand, we are going to cover it in detail because last year, something I'm really proud of. Our churn rate was 3.89% for the year, which is astronomically good. Yeah, we had a really great year. And I think that's kind of what we've been discussing at the beginning of this year, how we can replicate that. So we thought we would discuss some of the things that we have done to help retention. Uh, But maybe just before we do that, do you want to explain what that 3.88% actually means and what that sort of what that number even indicates for, for any business. It wasn't 3.88, it was 3.89. And I never want to embellish our numbers like all fitness business coaches. So it was 3.89. <laughs> Sorry and about that. What that means is if we have 100 members, which we have more, but if you have 100 members and you lose 3.89 members per month, that means your churn rate is 3.89%. So over a 12-month period, let's say it was four members a month that we'd lost, 12 times 4, we'd lose 48 members a year, which means that if we get no leads, no sales at the end of the year, if we started with 100 members, we're going to end up with about 52. Now, mate, I know that will compound and get less and less and less, but let's just keep it simple for this this example. Yeah, um, even for something that is at 4%, I think sort of the gold standard is somewhere between – you know, probably five to seven percent. Um, so we were under that, which was fantastic. And if we can do that again this year, we'll be over the moon. But it's when you are getting sort of upward of of eight percent, nine, ten percent plus. That's when using Jamie's example there, you're actually losing more members than you have each year. So if you've got a hundred members and you've got a ten percent churn rate, you're losing ten each month, which is one hundred and twenty. In total, and you might think, how is that even possible if you've only got 100 members, but you're having members who are join, who join and then cancel, you know, the churn, the back door is always open. So that's why it's really important to keep that number, um, obviously, as low as possible. Getting it to zero is impossible because people live, uh, you know, they leave, they get sick, they break their leg, like whatever. Um, but keeping that number sort of around that 5%, give or take 1% or 2% is, is a good aim point, I think, for anyone listening. I remember when I first started the industry, mate, back in 2012, I remember hearing something. It was just one of those things that gets thrown out of the industry and I still hear it. 
that you will go through your entire database in 18 months, which is just fairly accurate. I didn't know what it meant at the time. But if you look at every single member you have in the gym, bye-bye. <laughs> and that's a really, really scary thought. And that's where, like, I love marketing and sales because we're going to cover it today. But you just can't stop cancellations no matter what you do it is just a part of owning a fitness business like the coffee like, like the coffee shop has to buy new coffee beans get used to it but there's a way to go about there's a way to improve it yeah that's why we came up with six things that, that we do and feel like uh, have helped us keep a very uh, manageable and low churn rate and improving our attention is always going to mean that we don't have as much pressure and as much stress around our acquisition system and our sales and marketing. So you want to kick it off? Absolutely, mate. So this is Mitch's list. So in our division of labor, Mitch is definitely the operations retention master. And his six ways, we're going to come to topic number one, which is, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it is the most important by far, and it is attendance. Do you want to go into that, mate? Yeah, I put this number one for a reason because I truly believe that attendance trumps all. So if you have someone who is actively attending your gym, attending your group training sessions, attending, attending your personal training sessions, and they are actively using the program and the service that they're paying for, there is a very high likelihood that they aren't going to cancel. Now, obviously, there are exceptions. If people are moving, they lose their job, they have some sort of horrific medical thing that comes up. But for the most part, if they're coming in, it means that they're enjoying the service, they're enjoying the, the program, they enjoy being part of your business. And if they are coming in regularly, whether that is, you know, that two times a week, three times a week, four times a week, then they are far more likely to be there for not only the next month and the month after that, but for months to come. Well, mate, we've probably had 10,000 members in 15 years, I'm sorry, seven years. We've probably had a couple of thousand cancellations. I think I can count maybe two hands how many people have actually cancelled that were attending on average twice a week. Is, is, that, is, that, is that a fair statement? Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't happen very much. I mean, obviously, we haven't kept track of it, but it's very, very rare that we will have someone reach out to us wanting to cancel just because they want to try something else or they don't like our trainer or they don't like the program or they're not liking the direction of the business. Like there are obviously things that can that can contribute to people wanting to leave if they are coming. I think all of those things that I just mentioned are a sign of needing to change things within your business. You've got a problem with your program, your staffing, your operations. But we've just never had that problem. We've always ran a pretty good show in that respect. So, so for us, it really is just a very simple equation that if people are attending regularly, then they are going to, to stay on. They're going to, be, they're going to continue to get healthier and, and fitter and lose weight and get stronger and all those good things, but they enjoy being there. They like the environment. They like the culture. They like the community. They like being a part of it, so they're going to stick around. Back to sales and marketing for a second, mate. When someone says it's too expensive, it's pretty expensive if they're not using it. Well, that's right. Well, yeah. people cancel Netflix because Disney now have Marvel, Star Wars, and, Na and National Ge Geography. They're going to cancel the six-year-old membership if they're not using it. And the thing is, like, 
I will I will die on this hill. I don't care how much they like you. I don't care how friendly you are with them. We've made jokes that if I was Dwayne The Rock Johnson and I had a member and they weren't attending two to three times a week, they'd call on The Rock to cancel saying it's too expensive and they're too busy. Like nothing else matters. Like it just no one is going to pay 60 a week if they're not using the services. Ask yourself that question. Would you pay for a massage, for example, 60 a week that you were not going to? Or would you think that massage is expensive? And it's it's interesting because personal training typically does have the best retention rate, but it also has nearly 100% attendance. You know, you might have some people that are set up on like a prepaid thing. But typically with personal training, you're paying top dollar depending on where you are in the, in the world, 60, 80, 100, $120 for a session. But as long as they're coming in and they're attending that session, they're, they're getting the value of what, what it is that they're paying for, then they're going to they're gonna keep paying and they're going to keep showing up. So it's a bit of a different way to look at it. But obviously in, in a gym setting, group training, if they're not using the the service that they're paying for every week or every month then it's only a matter of time before you, you get in a phone call yep now, now the biggest thing that we've done tactically the actual tactic of how to improve attendance is every monday we have a no-show report so if someone hasn't come in the previous seven days they all get a text message on monday they haven't come in by tuesday uh, by wednesday sorry they will get a phone call and those two things alone are all you have to do. Nothing else. Just focus on those two things. If someone doesn't come in for a week, send them a message. If they don't come in, give them a call. And more often than not, the reply to that message is, hey, Jamie, thanks for reaching out. I really appreciate it. Last week I was in Nambucca Heads for Christmas. I missed the gym. I'm so excited to come back in. But what you don't want and what happens when gyms typically scale up and get more members is, oh, they're not the same anymore. I used to, I used to get the messages. Now they've forgotten about me. Well, I think I think smaller places that are thirty or forty members, like you don't even need a system for that because you know everyone, you remember everyone. If 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 Jimmy doesn't show up at, at six a.m., you, you send him a message saying, "Jimmy, where were you? We're all asking about you." But yeah. when when we get to, to sixty or eighty or a hundred or one hundred fifty, two hundred, like you, you just you just need to have a system around that. And I think people want to know that they're missed, so that's where if someone doesn't show up for a week and they don't hear from us. Then they just think, oh well, they didn't even realise I wasn't there. But if we send them a message every week and say, hey, just noticed you weren't in last week, want to check in, make sure everything's okay. Yeah, and that's yeah. all it takes. Yeah, and Spotify did something really, really smart. At the end of the year, they had that usage report of like how many hours you spend in Spotify, what was your favourite song. They want to remind you how much you use their service so you don't cancel. So people are paying for the usage of the facility. And you need to remind them, hey, like you're not using it, please come in. And the other thing too is not only will it save you members, it's going to get them a better result too. What's next? Mate, number two, something that we've always done really well. I'm not sure if it was tactical or we just like, we like a good time. But we absolutely love social events and we map out a social calendar for 12 months. Mate, do you want to go into that a little bit further? Yeah, I think initially when we first started doing this in 2015, it was, I mean, I think we kind of knew the benefits of it, but not like we do now. Um, so we have we have Christmas party, which most places do. We have an annual trivia night every July where we hire out a place and try and get as many people as possible there with friends and family and tables booked and, you know, the whole nine yards. We do a Barefoot Bowls Day at the beginning of the year. We do a few different sort of walks around Newcastle. We've got one on Australia Day in at Glenrock. 
we do we've had a few other bits sort of things that we've trialed and narrowed with but we we typically try to have somewhere between six to nine social events each year so one every sort of one to two months um and maybe you can sort of explain why we feel like that is so important for at least our type of facility that we run of course of course of course and we have a few that are bombed too karaoke wasn't that successful i don't think our members wanted to get up and sing but the majority yeah we did the majority of them work really really well and one thing i'm going to say these next five they're all really important but they actually drive number one which is attendance if someone comes to a social event they're going to come on monday and say how amazing was that night i had such a great time with xyz and we've literally seen a, 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 a tangible change after a social event the vibe in the gym is so much better that next week and I, I believe attending one social event buys you a few more months of memberships. If a few more months of membership, if they had that thought previously, hey, like, am I getting value for this? I think a huge part of it is they actually are spending time with the staff for for starters, but also other members outside of the four walls of the gym. So for, for our members, unless they do organise something among themselves, which you know sometimes it happens, but they're only ever seeing these their fellow members who they become friends with during that workout for that 45 minutes that they you know may attend at the same time a few times a week at best whereas if we have days or, or nights or events like this every month or two it gives them the opportunity to to hang out for for a few hours outside of the gym they're, they're not talking in between workouts or in between exercises so it, it just really builds that bond and builds that connection amongst members but also between member and, and staff too and the thing is, like, we work with women in their 40s and 50s, so sometimes it's their one night out of quarter and they absolutely let the dogs out. And us and our trainers, we have little little side bets of who's going to have the most fun. And we had just really, really great events. And one thing about personal trainers, it's not so bad today, but five, six years ago, we tried to portray this image of perfection of chicken and broccoli, no alcohol, no fun. And we're the exact opposite of that. We want our members to have fun, have that balance, but then still rock up Monday, even if they're a little bit tired, to that first session to drive attendance. Yeah, that's it. And and for a lot of people, more to your point, like it, it is their 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 only outlet that they have. Their their life revolves around their their kids, or revolves around their work, or revolves around their partners, you know, friends and family and work. So having this for them where they've got their own community, their own set of friends, their own group, and they can go out a few times a year and have some fun or, or do something you know, active, like I said, go for a big bushwalk with, with the group, then it, it's something that socially is really important for, for people too. Absolutely. Mate, let's move on to number three. We, we, we slightly touched on only number one, but it's still really important, and that is just flat-out great communication. Yeah, so obviously we spoke about our no-show list policy that we have every week. Uh, full disclosure, we use uh, WhatsApp, which I'm sure everyone has um, heard of, just a messaging app, and we have a group chat set up with every single member in WhatsApp. So we have um, you know, a couple hundred members, and you know, whenever they join, we take the time to set up a, a chat between them and between us trainers. And that is our point of communication with them. So if they are wanting to discuss anything membership-related, they do it in there. If they've got anything training-related, nutrition-related, they want to change their details, if they want to ask about bringing a friend along, it all goes in that group and it's one 
one place that they can they can ask anything. So just having that channel itself, we found has been just really important. We make it very clear that that is where they communicate with us. But on top of that, just the importance of communication itself. I think for gyms like ours, programs like ours, and, and the smaller operations, and by smaller I mean not a big box gym with you know hundreds or thousands of members, it is really important that we have running dialogue with our members because gone are the days of the early 2010s and the, the late 2000s where someone joined up to a gym and you never hear from them again and they forget they've got their membership and they have to come into the club to cancel. So yeah. those days are long gone. So we, we need to take, take that communication really seriously and make sure we have ongoing communication with them that's very easy for them to keep up with and it's all in that WhatsApp chat to make things streamlined for them. Yeah, and the WhatsApp chat is great. WhatsApp WhatsApp chat is great. Sorry, if you do have a trainer who's, uh, I guess, handling delivery and service, is we don't ever because we trust our staff so much. But you can actually seek mystery shop. You can go through WhatsApp, see every single piece of communication that's ever been sent, and make back to sales and marketing for one second. How dare you ask for a referral once every six months? If you do not communicate with them regularly, it is so see-through. It is so transparent. But if you've got messages going out saying, hey, are you coming to our walk at Glenrock on Australia Day? Thanks for coming to karaoke. It was fun. By the way, we've got to bring a friend for free on Friday. It's a much more natural conversation. And we're not just always asking for something. We're generally making sure they're coming first and then allows us to ask for more stuff. Spot on. Mate, number five is number four, number number four, four. mate is connection with other members and staff. And, mate, I can't think of a better story than Brooke and Monica to explain the importance of the connection with the members and how much it does your job for you. So we touched on it a bit with the the social events um, earlier and how important that connection is amongst members and then members with with staff too. But, yeah, I won't won't use last names. We've got two members, Brooke and Monica, who – used to come to the same time slot but didn't really know each other. They would, you know, say hello and whatever. This was about three years ago, just before our first lockdown. Lockdown happened, as we all know, in 2020, we didn't really know what to do. People were going on walks and, you know, were lending out equipment and putting home workouts out and everything. But what uh, what happened with Brooke and Monica was they were both struggling a little bit with um, – with motivation in that period, like so many people did. So, and I was sort of keeping in touch with both of them. And I said to one of them, I think it was Brooke, I said, Brooke, would you mind if I passed your number on to Monica? She's another lady. You would have seen her at the gym. She's really struggling with motivation and struggling to get moving. So I was thinking you guys would be able to meet up and maybe do some walks together and be active together and keep each other in check. And she thought it was a great idea. Long story short, they did end up messaging. They organised, you know, pretty regular walks during that three-month lockdown. Three years later, they're, they're still great mates. They still work out together. They come to all the social events together and they work out a couple of times a week, every single week, and have done for the last three years. And not only in two cancellations, they actually, both their partners now come to the gym too. And when you have that connection in the gym, the members will do the retention for you. We are at Adamstown Gym. Our 6.45 session is the click of clicks. No one gets in, no one gets out. And if someone is missing from that session, those members have a big group chat and they'll message them for us. And it really does make our gym a lot better. And, mate, it's pretty hard. It's pretty easy to cancel a gym membership, but it's pretty hard 
to leave a community, a community of people that you genuinely care about. It all goes back to attendance. If you have that community, that connection, they're going to be, they're going to be using the facility. They're going to come to the events. And if they miss the event, they're going to have FOMO. Then they'll be at the session Monday saying, what happened? What happened? So it all ties back into driving attendance. Yeah, and I think just just on that to to finish up too, like they are, like you said, they're doing the retention for you because now Brooke and Monica and many others, they're messaging each other. Hey, you're going in tomorrow. Yeah, I saw you booked in. Yeah, come along tomorrow morning and then they come in together. So if they were if they were running that race solo, then they wouldn't really have that extra accountability buddy that we call, uh, like we call them. But really find that that's just invaluable to, to have at least one really good friend in the gym and sometimes you do have to facilitate and foster that friendship and it is just sometimes about introducing people to each other and sharing numbers with their permission and then it's off to the races from there all these fitness business coaches will build out this big portal of member of a membership site to improve your gym when it's just a good old-fashioned buddy system (laughs) the system system you learn in kindergarten yes schools yeah i know we're coming to topic number five which is a sensitive subject, one that I'm very, very, very passionate about, is contracts. Yeah, so this is uh, something that is, I guess, a little bit debatable for, for some people. And we've kind of changed, switched and changed a little bit on this over the years. But we find, for us, it is a really important tool to get, to get buy-in from the members and to have them just thinking a little bit more longer term with their fitness goals. So if they are wanting something, no contract, I mean, I completely understand from a consumer standpoint why that is something that is desirable, that you can opt out at any time. But it is more about us just having the conversation with saying, well, what we're looking at isn't going to be solved in, in a fortnight or a month. There's a reason we have six and 12 month options. And that kind of ties in with obviously, you know, the revenue that we're wanting to generate through our facilities. But we also know that that's going to be what the consumer or the member truly needs to make the change that they're looking to to make. A really good example, mate, is over Christmas and New Year when people like to freeze, right? It's very reasonable someone to freeze for two or three weeks because they're going away with their family. If that is a month-to-month member, why wouldn't they just cancel and rejoin? But then you know what happens? They don't rejoin because they've lost all their motivation, all their drive to get back in the facility. If they have a contract in place and there's months remaining, they will freeze and they will come back. Mate, let me ask you a question. Why would any fitness business owner on earth be against having contracts? Why do you think that is? And, and why is it so stupid? Well, I think it's probably comes from a personal standpoint where they don't like contracts. They don't like being, quote, unquote, locked into something. So they think that they will portray that through their business because that's what people want. They think no one would sign up to contracts. Um, I think it's an easier sell as well. So it's no contract, you know, week to week, cancel whenever you want. But I, 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 I truly believe a lot of owners who wouldn't have them is based off their own personal personal beliefs about them and like do you think there isn't any reason whatsoever to have to to be non-contract over contracts like can you think of one benefit i think if depending a little bit like on the gyms around you like if you if you're in a very competitive market and the you know the 
the avatar you're going after, shopping around and looking at all different locations in your area, and they're all non-contracts, then maybe there's an argument you, you do have to you do have to do that. But I I really I really can't see see any as long as you are confident enough to to sell that membership. And I think that's something that would scare people a little bit when you're talking about 12-month membership as opposed to a month-to-month membership. Um, we, we won't sort of talk about, I guess, the, the cancellation policy within that period and anything like that. But I think the main thing is it actually just puts that consumer's mind into a longer-term thought process because if, they're, if they join in January right now and you're talking about, okay, you know, we have our two options, six and 12 months, what you've spoke about is wanting to lose 15 kilos. I think a safe way for us to do that is to look that over a 12-month period. Why, why would they sign up to a month-to-month membership if they're looking to lose 15 kilos? Of course. Of like, course. If you truly believe that, that what you have is going to be able to help them and they've already done their 21- or 28-day trial, whatever that is at the start, there is no reason why they can't take make that decision afterwards and commit to at least another six months. It is such a silly thought to think someone's done 28 days and then they just go month to month. Effectively what they're doing is a 28-day challenge time and time again. Well, you may as well just sign them up to start with then. Yeah, month to month, yeah. And, guys, just really simple for the math, 12 months at 66 weeks what we charge is $3,432 per client. Lifetime lifetime. Things in a gym, and we'll cover that in another episode. But guys, you must be using contracts. Uh, I'm just so like it, it probably is my biggest belief, mate. Of all things we talk about, Facebook ads have to have a contract. And if people do want, we have people that want to cancel and contract for different reasons. And and, and most of the times we, we do allow it. It's not like we're sticking them to this contract. We're 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 a local business. We don't want that reputation that we're you know sticking this to to all these people when they're wanting to cancel. But there are a lot of times where people just look at that contract. I think, well, it's 12 months. I'm going to wait that out. If by chance they, they are falling out of motivation, they're not making the most of it, they're going to at least last that 12 months or part ways then. then they're not unhappy because they made the decision. And then, you know, you guys, although you would have wanted them to, on a, you know, for a longer period, you've still got 12 months of revenue out of them, which is a really good, especially if your pricing's right, it's a really good amount um, compared to what a lot of no no contract gyms would be getting from their average person. Okay, mate, let's go to number six, which is, you know, people might think this is number one. I think it is rightfully placed at number six, which is the member actually getting results. Maybe this is more controversial than all the others. But this is very, the least, con- very, very controversial. This is the least important one. And why is that, mate? Members getting results. Remember our first... I guess you call it mentor. His name was Andre, and we when we were living overseas in Canada, and we we're working in a in a world gym there. And his tagline was "Results matter," and we bought into that at the time. And I think there's from him from I mean, if you sort of apply it to sales and marketing, people people join and people. Uh, you know, they want to join a gym and start a gym because they are wanting to see results and progress, whether that's weight loss, whether that's strength improvement, whether it's fitness improvement, whether it is better energy, better mental health, like all of this progress isn't always weight loss, right? But I think over time, at least in our experience, 
it becomes so much more than that. It, it, it becomes a place that people enjoy going. They, they like how it makes them feel. They like the people that they're around or the, you know, the trainers that they're with. And, and the example that, that I want to use because I came from this background is, is like a golf club membership, golf course. I played golf growing up for years and years and years. I, I still play. I've started to play a little bit more. People don't stay at a golf club because they are trying to get their handicap down. I mean, they, they are. They, they, they love playing well. They love seeing good results. Obviously, it's a lot less frustrating when you're playing well as opposed to playing bad. But it, it actually doesn't become the, – the, the golf isn't important in the end. It's, it's about having good experience. It's about having fun. It's about getting outdoors. It's about being in the sun, being in the fresh air. And if you play well, it's a bonus. And I truly believe it's the, the same when it comes to at least our program where people are seeing change in terms of how they feel and how they look, but I really don't think it's the, the most important thing for, for, for starters for retention or just for, for people's satisfaction and happiness. We've had members like do like a 28-day challenge, six-week challenge, but we had one guy lose 13 kilos in six weeks and he didn't join. Like that's in that's that that is unbelievable to me that he didn't join. Then we have members that just came consistently, didn't get a result, and, and are still there to this day. It has to be more than a place for them to get a result. Otherwise, once they get their results, why are they staying? Yeah, I th I think I think when we think of results and progress, we think of weight loss, and I guess that's that's what I don't believe matters. I don't believe weight loss matters. We've had we've had people lose no weight who have stayed with us and still are with us to date. We've had people lose a shit ton of weight and then they cancel. Yeah. So I, I really don't think it's, it's dependent on weight loss. I think it's more about how it makes them feel, about their energy. They want to be able to do things they didn't used to be able to do from a physical standpoint. So that is progress in a way. But as it relates to typical weight loss, I'm here to tell you, results don't matter. They really, really, really don't. And that is just a bittersweet thing to say when lots of fitness professionals spend all their time on perfecting their craft and learning. Oh, well, what are like, like Kettlebell Institute, PRI, different types of modalities to improve their training ability. And we used to like have a good laugh about this, that trainers will continue to invest on getting their CECs, their kettlebell courses, their boxer size courses, whatever the case may be. No one cares. No one actually cares. I think it's important to just to, to say that no one cares in an environment like ours when we're we're training gen pop. Every everyday people, typically forties and fifties, typically women who are typically wanting to, like I said, lose a bit of weight, get a bit healthier, you know, be more active, feel a bit better. If you're training athletes, young athletes, sports players, if you're training someone to do some sort of sport or competition or something specific then obviously it's going to matter and it's going to matter a lot but for for anyone who's just training the everyday jane and joe then it really doesn't matter the methodology in which you help them because it's more about them feeling like part of a community it's about them feeling like it's something that they enjoy they enjoy the people around them they enjoy the trainers and they just enjoy being part of the business. What you do within that business is far less important than how it makes them feel. 
And I'm going to play devil's advocate here, mate. Let's say that we do think results matter and we want to come to the most results-orientated fitness facility in Newcastle. How much money does that cost us to fit out our facility to do that? We need to buy saunas, ice baths, kind of regular barbells. We've got to have trap barbells and safety barbells. You've got to have uh, oxygen read. Oxygen, there's a gym in Newcastle, one gym. He's an ex-Wallaby player, really good guy, really good program. He works with performance athletes. And I don't know about you, mate, but I'm not a wallaby. I could not help a rugby union player increase their their, their 100-meter dash but by half a second. No, it's just about staying in your lane too. Like if that is your niche, then by all means go for it. But, yeah, you, you need a lot more resources to really be equipped with what people and everyone needs to, to see that change. So we, we've just gone the other route. And and we, we we've had a lot of people lose a lot of weight and leave we've had people lose no weight and stay we've had people lose weight and still with us so i guess that the point of this being the last one i knew it would be you know quite a discussion but we we find that it is important that people are seeing change in how they feel in how they get through the workouts how they see their strength but i you know even how quickly they do some workouts that we redo but i really don't think that weight loss is a is a great way to i guess try to retain more members because we haven't had we've had a lot of instances where people have lost a lot of weight and moved on well i'll make it in one one succinct sentence a world-class community is way more important than world-class results unless you are training the top thousands percent of athletes which by definition, 999 gym owners aren't training those people. Agreed. Well, mate, let's wrap it up. Episode 11, as always. This episode's a flying by, by the way. Episode 11, three months we're making podcasts for. Doing well. Awesome, guys. We, we do appreciate your attention. It is a valuable uh, asset. Uh, if you love these episodes, keep watching. Join our Fitness Business Growth Facebook group. Everything's free in there. Have a look through some good stuff. That not only that have we just like pass that to our clients that we still use today. Yeah. Thanks for listening guys. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. See you everyone. Bye.